Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast, hosted by Joshua Shaw dun, and dun, dun, Ryan Buckeye. Is that how it works, right? Like, we should have our own little entry, or a little little uh, tune uh, for this episode. It is the annual Christmas, well, this is, when does this come out? Christmas Eve, right? This will be Christmas Eve when this one yeah. comes. Well, yeah. Merry Christmas, yeah. Josh Shaw. Yeah. Merry yeah, Christmas. yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, <laughs> Happy Holidays, whatever the politically correct term is in 20 that's a good we should have a whole podcast episode on like what's the politically correct term in 2020 with this new world that we live in with, with any anything that's happening like every single word has been replaced with another word like you literally cannot say anything without pissing somebody off this year uh, i mean is it is it truly happy holidays this year josh for you yeah, i guess it's you i mean you, yeah. you got engaged you're building a home you're a millionaire it's very happy holidays for you <laughs> For some people yeah. out there who sat back and didn't do anything over this pandemic, I mean, it's not very happy. They may not be very happy. They may not be happy with you, Josh Shaw, because you didn't discount your rates to help them out. I know. I forgot, Mike, that coupon code, I think I entered it wrong, that 99% <laughs> off one. It didn't seem to work because I did get some emails. People were getting upset, and and I just you know, just decided not to, to uh, redeem any of those things. So I, unfortunately, sorry, people, um, you're going to still have to pay full price. I'll be honest. I was tickled pink this week, Josh Shaw. I don't even use that term very often, but somebody on my fitness forum platform asked if we were going to do the Golden Shakies this year. I saw that. I know. I'm like, wow, somebody actually cares about the Golden Shaky? Does somebody <laughs> actually give a shit about what we have to say? I mean, the answer <laughs> on the surface is apparently they do. And uh, because of that, yes, obviously we've, we planned on doing the Golden Shakies, and here we are. We're back with uh, – you know, this year's edition or rendition or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's gonna, it should be a, a fun little year, I think, for us. The topics are um, very well put together by the one and only Josh Shaw. The reason why Josh Shaw puts these together is because he's just smarter than I am, plain and simple. I mean, he's out there dropping news on, you know, Peloton dropping or $400 million for, for pre-core fitness, which is absolutely, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we should do a hops on that. I'm, I'm still torn on that one. But, um, you know, Josh Shaw is the one that, that, that knows more than anybody on the planet, including myself. So it's uh, a, a list of topics, some recycled from last year, and we're excited about it. But, yes, this is the annual Golden Shakey's Award. And I will preface this, Josh, because I just got done doing the Fitness Informant Awards, and, my God, people are butthurt. So uh, here's the deal. If you're not mentioned in this episode, don't be mad. I mean, these are not real awards. There's nothing like, unlike I'm, I have a real award for brand of the year. I'm like, you can hear it in the background. Like it's on my desk. We don't have a golden shaker. We don't have a coupon code for discount services on joshall.com. Like we don't have that. So just chill, chill. And enjoy. I know, I we, we did plan, I think in our head that we wanted to get an award. I think we were going to try to talk to Gronkowski to get one of those golden ah, yes. shakies, but we, you know what? Obviously, this means next to nothing in the industry. So why even go to that trouble? So maybe maybe we'll do it next year. I don't know. Maybe if two people ask us if we're going to do it next year, maybe we'll you know pony up and, and get one of those Golden Shaker awards. I mean, I don't know about you, Josh, but time times are going to have to be better off because I, I don't make that Josh all money. So I mean, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe Gronkowski can just uh, you know do that. You know, maybe we can ask him for a free one because that's that's the oh, cool okay. thing to do, right? right? And plus, I mean, when you're somebody like us, obviously people are asking about the show, then then we deserve free swag and free free stuff. So let's start us off. Um, I, I got to start with this one because you brought it up before we went on here, and I spent some time with him this weekend. And this this all stems. So if anybody is wondering like where this this question came from or where this topic came from, uh, Nick Stella with Rise just you mentioned this just challenged Mark Lobmeyer to a boxing match. 
because Mark does this thing where he goes in a sauna and he like answers questions and he brought up he brought up the Rise protein bar, which is similar to the Outright bar. I've tried it, but less sugar. Um, saying something like it's discontinued or it didn't happen, and so Nick obviously rebuttal was that's not true. It is happening. I challenge you to a charity boxing match. So. Mark is no stranger to boxing matches. I want to hear Josh answer this first because I would love to see Josh Shaw in a boxing ring. <laughs> it would be, that would be the comedy of the year, I think. I don't even know. Like You're so old, you can barely move into your, in, in out of your chair. How are you going to duck a punch, bro? That's exactly how I approached this question, too. <laughs> I like, literally was thinking to myself, I was like, who is, one, the oldest, <laughs> two, like, the smallest? Because obviously I can't challenge these 250-pound ex bodybuilder guys or whatever, uh, because they got me by 80 plus pounds and it's just not, it's not going to work out very well for me. So I really was trying to figure out that and racking my head. And it's funny because I thought if I did pick somebody super old or whatever, then I'm kind of at a disadvantage that I have to win because if I don't win, it's going to look even worse. You're also um, an asshole. If you punch the guy, yeah, you're yeah. an asshole. So like, what, what are you doing, Josh? And honestly, when I was like going through this question, I, I was like, well, let me pick somebody that I actually like. I was like, because that would be pretty funny. Um, so somebody that I've declared my love to quite a few times on this <laughs> this channel and somebody that likes to punch the camera. So I, I figure I should uh, redeem all the cameras and camera phones in the world because he's punched so many of them. This Jack Oak. He, I don't know why, but he punches these cameras all the time. And I'm thinking to myself. He probably could take me because, like, he's in really good shape. Um, Not so maybe probably. People... He's, he's killing you, Josh. Yeah. I mean, I like, I've seen him lift the hundreds and, like, things that I don't do. So, like, honestly, he probably could whoop my ass. But, um, hey, what the heck? I mean, he could probably put up a lot of good money for charity and stuff. And it would be fun. Um, you know, I uh, people would make fun of me, so it would be good. Uh, but I think that's probably a good one to pick because I'm not going to pick anybody, like, that's just going to easily whoop my butt. Um, I think Jack probably could, but, you know, whatever. You know, I was going to pick Jack just for the sake of I think people would want to see me get punched by Jack a lot, considering all the stuff that I've said in the past. Um, but but I, I had a conversation with somebody at the Olympia this last week, and they were telling me that they just did not enjoy their time at VPX. They didn't do not like Jack. Simple as that. And I said, you know what? Regardless of what I think of the energy drink, Bang, like I have the utmost respect for Jack Olock and what he's built with Bang Energy. Like how he did it behind scenes, behind closed doors, don't know. It's not my business. But billing a this fucking massive thing that he's got now is is absolutely um, it's impressive. So uh, for for me, um, man, you, you know, it's I'm I'm not looking for the oldest person in the world because I think I can hold my own a little bit. But I mean, I am I am 34 years old almost, Josh, and I am moving around slower than I've ever been before. But is this a, like a legit boxing match, like to the death, or is this like for charity where you maybe you know? If you punch a guy, you're going to whisper in his ear, hey, man, I'm sorry about that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be to the death. Um, that's why I pick somebody I liked. But I think, yeah, I think you need to pick somebody at least that has a um, similar uh, profile of, um, you know, weight, maybe height, um, you know, something like that. So I don't know who you got on your list, but I, I'd be interested to see. Because, I mean, you did wrestle for all those times. I mean, I know that it was – entertainment wrestling but you had to pick up a thing or two while you're doing it a couple times i you know what? i'm gonna i'm gonna take on ryan hughes i'm gonna go me and because he shares my first name and i have the utmost so, with one arm or two arms though what do you mean does he get two or does he get one like well i mean like because he didn't have that uh, he only had one arm for a while so i mean like well, does fuck he... it i'll tie one arm to my leg and he'll okay I mean, one arm versus one but arm i want to i want to box the the ryan hughes from back in 
back in the um, what was it BSN days or whatever yeah. day, you know, shirtless, jean wearing, pretty boy Ryan Hughes. Because that, I just want to punch that Ryan Hughes in the face. You know, this so, new Ryan so. Hughes, the 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 kicks wearing Chicago <laughs> Comer Ryan Hughes, cool cool guy. But that guy back, that pretty boy, those are the guys I despised growing up. I looked at those pictures. I was like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? <laughs> And I and I want to do it because I and I want Dan to sit front row. So when I beat Ryan Hughes, Dan can't do anything about it. He's got to witness what's going on. That's pain, and I want you to feel Dan. No, Dan's Dan's my boy. But uh, it would just be fun. I think the the Ryan's. Plus, I mean, for Christ's sakes, I'd want to go out and box somebody with the one of the biggest YouTube followings, and that's Ghost. So put it on YouTube if we're going to draw some eyes. If I'm going to get my ass kicked, I want people seeing it. I don't want to get my ass kicked in silence, Josh Hall. And I sure as hell don't want to kick Ryan Hughes' ass in silence. I want people to know that I'm the Ryan in this industry. Conversation you want to be in a fly, you want to be a fly on the wall for this year. Wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. For I me, I, I, I want to be the fly on the wall in that Redcon 1 Walmart meeting. Just to see how that went. Because... You know, we, we've been told the, the formula has not changed. They did not move on price point. What kind of dingers did Eric Hart and Aaron Singerman toss out to the Walmart team that Walmart was like, cool, we'll roll at $40 pre-workout in our stores, which is double the next most expensive pre-workout. I think it'd be super interesting to see how that conversation went. I agree. I think it'd be interesting because I think it would be a good thing to uh, use as a template for other people. Yeah. <laughs> just for just for learning uh, type of a document. I um, answer this question and, and now it's going to really seem like I love Jack Oak, but I want <laughs> to be on this fly on the wall to hear that conversation with him in, in PepsiCo. When he, uh, when he, when he decided, when he, yeah. when he decided uh, you're fired, you know what I mean? That, like I, I'd imagine those conference calls were uh, right after that or during that before it happened were pretty interesting. Um, or Wait, just lawyer meetings. Do you think meetings. he says exactly what he posts on social media, or do you think he like? Do you think he's more polite in public or on a phone call, and then takes the social media to be like, "Hey, I'm a badass." So there's a there is a story out there, um, and I, I won't go full on repeating it, but there is a story that involves him, private equity, and him flying and and basically telling those private equity uh, guys to fuck off, um, and. <laughs> It's been it's been uh, said to be true by multiple people, so I assume it is true. So I'm gonna say that yes, whatever he does say in in public is what he says in private. Hey, good for I respect him even more. Then, like, if he's gonna go on his socials and be like, "Pepsi, you're fired," and he walked in that meeting and he Donald Trump their ass, like, cool, good for you, Jack. No, I'm a fan. I might try to I might try to like friend him on LinkedIn. I think we actually are friends. Honestly, we just have never had a, a real conversation. But uh, yeah, that would be. I mean, I almost want to be a fly on the wall for any conversation that Jack has because I think his, <laughs> some of those things he posts on social media is just fucking out there, out there, crazy. Uh, all right, Josh, let, let me – I'll let you pick this the, as we move into a, a more serious note, I guess, this year and where we actually do recognize some of the brands that have done some really cool things this year. And, um, you know, and um, as we hand out and we proceed towards the Golden Shaker, the top-tier dog that is a non-existent award. Yeah, Um Got a few different topics within the, I guess, supplement or sports nutrition industry. Some of it's going to be like social media. Some of it's going to be product. Some of it's just going to be, you know, some ode to like a difficult year. But um, the first kind of more serious one is around like influencer of the year uh, for the supplement industry and fitness industry, I guess, as a whole. And, and I took this approach more of like 
the amount of like pull that this person has. I didn't look at it from like quality of content or anything like that. This sure. is really just this person has a shit ton of pull for this brand and that and is very important to this brand. And this is Whitney Simmons for Alani New. And they did a like one of their boxes with her that was exclusive at I think GNC and maybe online, but just like the amount of demand and, and just conversion she sends over to Alani New is is probably up there with with the highest in the industry. And I think for me, I think it's just plain old impressive. Um, it's just one of those things where you're just like, damn, okay, wow, this that's that's the pinnacle of what you can get to when you find those influencers that match up your brand and everything you're about and, and it just kind of works out perfectly. That's what people I guess want out of this influencer marketing movement. I was gonna say I was gonna stick to it on that same brand and say, well, is Kitty Hearn technically an influencer? Or is she technically, you know, I, I those ones I struggle with because even like Julian Smith with Arms Race, technically yeah. he's an influencer, but he's an equity stakeholder, like majority holder. But that whole brand was built around him as an influencer. It's an influencer-driven brand. So I think I default to somebody like Julian Smith only because he is, you know, the brand that that's kind of like him. Now, if we're gonna look at straight influencers only, that that you know aren't you know, tied to a brand, um, you know, from there, that's, that, that one's a little bit more difficult for me. Um, I typically would, would sort of default to somebody with Redcon one. Cause I've actually seen some of the numbers that some of these influencers drive for Redcon. And it's absolutely insane. Somebody like Brian Shaw for the longest time, you know, because what they were doing is Redcon puts money behind their social media accounts to drive advertising. Right. So, but then they get the credit on the, on the influencer dollars because they're using their code, whether it be Shaw 20 or whatever it might be. But, you know, for me, um, I, I don't really know what the rules are on this one. So I'm going to say because of the year that, you know, even though GNC had a down year, but, Arms Race is one of the better performing brands at GNC or, or you know, in that conversation. Um, I believe Julian Smith had a, had a really good year. And, and, again, that's the same kind of like with Alani New and, and who you picked um, at GNC. Like, Alani New, I had a conversation the other day. If, if so many brands didn't or, or companies like mine didn't despise Alani New for whatever reason, I don't despise them, but they never seem to be in a conversation for, like, brand of the year when they, they ought to be. And that is, you know, I'll take that and I'll show the blame on that on my own platforms because – just because I don't do a lot of work with them, I don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. That brand, it continues to kill it year after year. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, for me, I had them in my list, had them even higher in second this year. Um, and, and, um, I know that confused a lot of people, but I think it's because what you said, a lot of people are just not necessarily paying attention to them. And that is a lot around the circles or just the old gatekeepers of the industry is very male dominant. And mm -hmm. we've talked about this before, but for whatever reason, if it's a female focused more brand, you, you, you tend to be have a blind spot to it just because it's not necessarily something that you think is a direct competitor, even right. though you do have a lot of women buying your products and, and they're taking away those women and, and kind of turning them into their customers. So maybe it should be something that people could keep their eyes a little bit more open in 2021 to. Yeah, 100%. I guess sort of the piggyback off of the social influencer will stick on social media and best social media account um, in, in 2020. Now, I have to, by default, follow social media accounts, and I, I think that there's two really good ones, but I'm going to give um, – Last year, I believe we both picked Ghost. I think we both had Ghost saying like they do the best in terms of like synchronizing their branding across all platforms or social media. They do, they do uh, like different takeovers and things of that nature. The brand this year um, that I thought did a really good job, and what they do a lot of is they post, they delete, they post, they delete, which is unique and different. Like uh, they'll clear their Instagram account quite a bit, and, and I don't 
you know, me being a digital guy, sometimes I need to understand a little bit more about why that's important. But um, an up-and-coming brand called Glaxon. So those out there who follow Glaxon, they they do a lot of the similar stuff, um, you know, in terms of, like, the takeovers on their Instagram. But it's it's quirky, it's unique, and it's them. And I think that's the biggest thing with these social media accounts is if you want to have a well or high-performing social media account, you have to have it embody exactly what you stand for as a brand. And Glaxon, for anybody who knows anything about this brand, they are quirky. They are goofy. They don't follow the norm. Like they went out and did things totally different, unique labels, naming conventions of their products. But uh, if you look at their social media, it's very clean. It's professional, but in professional in which they want it to be. Yeah. I'm going with Celsius. Um, and this is mostly because they've had to adapt so much in this year. Celsius, I think over a lot of other, um, energy drink brands is that they do a lot of like activations or or event samplings or you know these things that also build up their brand so a lot of like group workouts and and things like that you c- couldn't do that in this year so i really like that they were kind of one of the leading i guess brands especially in our space but just thinking about broader like food and beverage to integrate a lot of like the live workout content mm-hmm. with a strategic partner so not just like you know, them trying to hack something together. They actually went out and created a partnership with like Barry's Bootcamp. I think what it might just be called Barry's now, but it used to be called Barry's Bootcamp. But they had some of their top trainers that have their own huge followings. You know, some of them, you know, have hundreds of thousands or millions of followers. And then they had them kind of do those like sweat with Celsius um, live so. workouts that were much more like higher quality than some of these other like, just like terrible content pieces that you saw like around at home fitness. And I think yeah. that they did the best that they could to try to replace some of those in um, like in-person events that mm-hmm. they, they, I mean, obviously it's not the huge replacement, but I think they, they took a good um, shot at that overall. I think they have a, a pretty, I guess um, approachable social media over some of these other brands that are really like, groomed and and just look really nice, which is, I think, a trend of 2020 where a lot of the brands started to get more uh, humanized, more just like, hey, you know, this is just a person posting and trying to be like the brand that's more like a personal brand type of feel over just like the highest quality stuff. And you saw that even on like TV ads and stuff like that this year. You had a lot of like these um, big brands that were shooting things in like TikTok form or, you know, things like that. So I think it was just a good, good, good year for Celsius in terms of their social media. You're big on Celsius as a brand in general, right? Like you like their, their products, what they stand for. I think that their revenue has been year over year growing pretty well too, correct? Yeah. I mean, product wise, I mean, in terms of me personally, I don't necessarily enjoy the product um, because I, I'm more of like the very sweet, um, like monster or, or, um, bang or, or things like that. But I, what I'll say is like the product is unique uh, enough that it has its own little like um, crew and, and it just has its own tribe and, it, and that's been building up and it's grown um, immensely this year. And I just like a lot of the stuff that they do underneath the hood. Um, yeah. So I think it's just one of those brands that um, should continue to grow like over the next couple of years. Very cool. No, that, 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 I like the brand too. I'm not the biggest fan of the product itself um, either, but um, best new product of the year. This is actually, um, you know, we do a product of the year as well over at Fitness Informants, so I'm, I'm probably going to stick with mine, but I'll, I'll let you go first, Josh, because I'm sure not everybody has heard mine by now. 
I actually think ours is the same. Um, and this is mostly because I think it's just the, the category is so different than what that brand has done before. And I really like that it was internally, I called it kind of like demand side innovation where like really it was something that was asked for and then mm -hmm. created over like created and then sold. Um, so for me, it was Ghost Glow. And I think just that category of products we talked about before, like nutraceutical or um, the, what am I, what am I trying to say? Nutri cosmetic yep. um, category of products as a whole is becoming extremely important. And I think that Ghost did it in a unique way, and, and they're probably a brand that people didn't expect them to come out with one of those products, even though it works well. But I just don't think that if you looked at all the things they were doing, that that was something that would have been on your radar to say, oh, they're going to launch this product. Um, so I, I tend to like that. I also like mm -hmm. that they don't take too much of like the before after kind of approach of marketing on that product. They're more realistic in terms of like, hey, this is something you're going to have to take. And, and I think that that is one of those beauty regimen things that people need to like think about over just like this is going to be some magic pill like a fat burner or something right. like that. And I think for people out there kind of wondering what this is, yeah, Josh hit the nail on the head. Nutri-cosmetic product, it's good for skin health. But to the point that Josh made to start the conversation, it was asked for by their influencers and their ambassadors. Uh, Alani New makes a product that's very similar that, that's seen really good numbers in GNC. Not in terms of the science, the geeky part of it, the Ghost product is much better. Um, and mine actually was from Ghost, but it was actually the other one. I went with Gamer. Mm -hmm. And I went with Gamer because of the context of this year, of 2020. So um, gyms closed. You didn't have access to, you know, workout facilities. So pre-workouts, proteins, and things of that nature weren't high on the list. But what happened, and, and Josh can attest to this, and we're going to have a podcast episode upcoming about this, but, like, gaming boomed. It went crazy. People were reselling, like, their Super NESs on, on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace for, like, three times of what it would normally go. Like, you could buy a Super Nintendo. People were selling it for, like, 75 to 100 bucks when normally you could get it for, like, 25 bucks. Then you have PS4s and Xboxes, and obviously now PS5 came out that you can't even get your, your hands on. And you're, you're paying six, seven, eight, nine, a thousand dollars in aftermarkets for Christmas time. But Ghost, what I, what I liked about this product, and it, and it expands further than the product, is the product, you know, it's not G Fuel. It's not just a caffeinated powder. It's, there's actual cognitive benefits to it in terms of, of alertness. There's scientific data behind the ingredient called New Level, which actually was tested on gamers, which has increased kill rates, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's, it's, it's a sports nutrition brand coming out with a gaming supplement in a time in which people had nothing to do but game. And the more uptick in gaming, and not only did they release a product, they embedded themselves in that culture. So they have Warzone Wednesdays. They, you know, they have Ghost Gamer, like, Handle. They uh, partnered with a gaming company or gaming team, um, and they do Twitch streams. So they, they took it all on, and they went all in on gaming versus just saying, like, hey, here's another pre-workout, here's a pump powder. They went all in and, and lived the culture and became part of it. I think the it's a definitely a good move. I think both of those products had uh, worked out really well for just this year. Um, I know it wasn't something that you know you, you timed it up because when they were launched, you would have had to know that this was something you wanted to do the year before. It wasn't like 2020 created these things, right. <laughs> but uh, I think it was definitely both just like sometimes you get lucky with timing, I guess, and and that was something that worked out pretty well. Um, wanted to talk about like best like rebrand or best. I guess packaging. Well, last year we had best packaging, but just like I think it could be rebranded as well. And and I'm going to go with one we've talked about before, and maybe you'll agree with me on this. Is is Alani New? Mm -hmm. um, we talked about just the 
how the first iteration of their labels were great. Uh, I thought they were great. Um, but the second iteration, uh, much better. And they appeal to the, the mainstream. They appeal to these larger retail channels that now their products are being put into. Um, some of the early sell-through rates on some of their large um, retail um, now that they've moved out of GNC have been extremely good so far. So I think this is one of those rebrands that will end up working out extremely well, even though they didn't really need it. And I think that's an important point of anybody listening to this is that just because your labels and things are, are good and working, there might be something better out there, especially if you are shifting some of your channel strategies and, and things of that nature. And, and I think Maybe it was luck, maybe it was um, serendipity, whatever it is, but it seems to be working out perfect for them. Yeah, and I think it's, it's I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, the rebrand came on their beverage and their snack line, right? Their putters, pills and putters kind of kept the same, didn't they? Um, they initially had, they, like that was the, the second wave of it, so now you're seeing those things change over now. Okay, yeah, so I mean, I, I think that they're, at least the artwork that I saw in the cans was night and day different, um, you know, and, and that was where I was going to go as well. I think at least on their beverage, it was so cool, and it's so, I'm going to use a word that I never use, it's pretty. It's a pretty yeah. can, it's beautiful, and, um, you know, for their target demo, it's absolutely perfect. It's actually kind of cool, I mean, I've seen a lot of guys pick up cans of a lot of new energy now and drink it as well. Um, I don't know if the rebrand had anything to do with it, because it's almost, to me, the rebrand's almost a little bit more girly. Um, yeah. than, than the previous version, um, but it's working. And I, I, I'd love to see – there's always sales data. We had this at Mills too. It's like, okay, here's, here's when the new packaging flew in, what happened to turns. And I would like to have – to see like what that did because they're still with GNC, but now you know, like the high vs the groceries of the world, like did, did that help their velocity on the beverage? Um, so that's, that's who I also thought had the best rebrand of the year. A couple others to mention just uh, to give kudos is like MuscleTech had a rebrand. I know that was kind of – some people were for it. Some people were against it. Core had a massive rebrand. Man Sports had a rebrand. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of others that I missed, but those are the ones that kind of came to mind off the top of my head. But I think – you know, I think Core's is very well done because I think the black has been overdone so many times, but now I think yeah. so many people are going to white. So it's like yeah. everybody shifted from black to white. Um, so what I like about Alliance, yes, it's still white, but they utilize color very well and yeah. their flavor cues, especially on, on their beverage. It's just, it's very approachable. I think for an all, all family. And then by all family, I mean, hopefully people, you know, ages 16 and up drink, yeah. energy drink, but, but yeah, very, very well done. It's, it's refreshing. I'm, I'm interested to see, who does some rebrands in 2021 because we both know that they're not cheap by any means to do them. And it's an undertaking. It's a huge undertaking to do it. Uh, but it, it can obviously really move, move your brand in the right direction. Best functional food of 2020. I mean, it's fit butters. Let's not, let's not care ourselves, Josh. Y'all. I mean, <laughs> I haven't had an opportunity to put my brand over all year, not even on fitness informant, but um, no. All right. I, I will never, ever uh, nominate my own brand for, for anything. Um, for, you know, I don't know if it's if you consider it a functional food or a, a food that just. First off, I, I, Mark Samuels, I want organics. Are, are it's amazing. Like he sent us. I, I don't know if he sent you some stuff, but he sent me yeah. some stuff. I absolutely love it. I think the taste is good. Um, so maybe I'm biased because we have on the show. But for me, the on-the-go snacking being plant-based, I think if that can pick up in popularity, and I'm not sure if he, if I know he was pitching to Whole Foods, I'm not sure how that went. Like that could really be something. I mean, assuming the price points where it need to be, it, it's very good. Yeah, no, I think that that product I've had several iterations of it over the years, been friends with Mark for a while, and it continuously gets better over time. I think he's been able to just like 
tinker with it enough that it just gets better, both on the flavor and just like the the crunchiness level, the consistency of the product, a bunch of things that I think um, him kind of creating, I would say like a pretty new novel form in terms of some of these these products. Um, I think it does take some time to get that thing mastered. And I think he's getting to the point where um, that's it's getting there. Um, I was initially going to go with the same person that I went with last year, just with like outright bar and, and just Still mostly tough. because, you know, the just constant flavors, constant like iterations, like with the more high protein, or now there's going to be a keto or the plant-based yeah. or the, you know, there's so many different things that he's, he's done with that bar and, and just kind of keeps moving it forward. Um, but I'm going to kind of give it more towards like a brand, um, overall brand offering in terms of just like a couple of different SKUs that they've kind of come out with, um, throughout the years as a brand called high key. And that brand is something that you and I don't talk very much about, but, um, they've taken, I think a different go to market strategy and, and it's going to be one that a lot of people are going to look at in the future. If they haven't already is that you run your brand through Amazon, get some of that social proof going on a very like niche type of product. So this is like keto friendly um, foods. Um, there's like, I think cookies or what they call biscuits, um, sure. like some cereals and things like that. But what they've done is they drove a bunch of social proof, a bunch of demand and things, and then reverse that back into then larger retail. Um, so this year, uh, at the end of this year, going into next year, they're gonna have a lot more retail placements. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is something that you don't really see too often. A lot of the Amazon only things stay on Amazon um, right. and they never really have that path back to large retail. But I think it's a perfect thing where a lot of people are really looking at Amazon as like that, um, not only just like where to buy that, but where do you learn about products or how do you learn about things? And, and I think that a lot more um, functional food and beverage entrepreneurs are going to look at that and go, this is my proof of concept. This is my way of proving to these buyers that I have created something people want and then it makes it a lot more easier to go on shelf after you have a bunch of that data in terms of sales and everything like that. So I want to just kind of give kudos to them because I think it's unique. I think a lot of people have been saying keto is, is dying, um, I think, in specialty maybe. But I think it's because it's matured out into large retail. I think I saw the numbers in, in Nielsen or IRI like it, keto um, communicated products were like up 70 percent year over year. So if somebody's saying that's dying. They're looking at the wrong data. If they're getting that information from, you know, uh, vitamin shop or something like that, they might be thinking um, that it is dying. But it's it's something that's just kind of matured out. Yeah, it's you know one thing too is, and people listening to this, if you're in the space, you know this. But a lot of times you go visit a, even a buyer, um, at an HEB or a Kroger or whatever. They they look at your Amazon and they want that social proof, right? Like they want to make sure like. This is working. People are buying it. They want that, those reviews on there. So it's clever to do it that way and to launch your brand that way. And, and you're right. I've never heard of this brand. And now, because you brought it up on the show, I will be doing a ton of Google search. And by Google, I mean I'll be going to Amazon. And I'll probably be buying it and checking it out because since I'm in that space, that's one thing, too. And, and um, you know, when you're in a certain category and there's unique things that pop up even if it's not a direct competitor of yours you should get it you should try it you should see what they're all about because maybe they have something unique in their space that you can utilize in yours so i mean the best ideas are always recycled right josh i mean they're, they're yeah. rarely ever um re redone so best functional beverage josh i'll let you go first because i believe the one that was voted for or named like best functional beverages here the one from pepsi that we talked about previously on the show you're not a fan of 
<laughs> it's not that I, I just think that was totally a bot award. Oh, um, absolutely. It was. I mean, not that, not that if anybody's listening to this, we are not bought on this. Um, not yet. Not yet. Uh, so you don't hear any ads or anything. So we're, we're definitely not bought. But any of those awards that you ever see, like 30 for 30, 30 under 30, Forbes, this, that, or whatever, they're all bought. Yeah. Just know that it's not something special. These are uh, attention uh, seekers that are looking for those awards. Um, so that was, I didn't like that because I, I thought, first of all, it didn't even sell anything. How the hell do you even know if it's going to be the functional beverage of the year when it literally probably sold like 10 units at that point? So I'm like, okay, that seems very odd to me. But I do get what they were saying in terms of the category, blah, 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 whatever. But I'm going to go on the flip side of that. I'm going to go towards like energy because that's what I love. Um, but I'm not going to go bang. I'm not going to go ghost. I'm not going to go anything. What? I'm going to give, yeah, I'm going to give respect to um, Cellucor and their C4 Smart Energy. Um, yeah. I think as a whole, that product it has, has not been given enough respect, I guess mm. you could say. I, I just like the flavors. I like the... The can, I, I like a lot of the way that they have the um, copy on the on the can. Like, there's a lot of things that they do. I think with that product, that is great, and it doesn't get a lot of respect. I don't see a lot of people ever talking much about the Smart Energy products, um, and that's mostly maybe because they are confused about the regular C4 or the Smart Energy or or whatever that is in, in large retail. But mm -hmm. I tend to always go back to that beverage over and over again. I just tend to like it. It's awesome, and it's actually one of my favorite uh, energy drinks out there too. I, I've I've told it for a long time, especially for someone like me who doesn't like coffee, um, and it's got a lower dose of caffeine at 200 milligrams, and plus it has nootropics involved in it, or nootropics is part of it. it it's it's awesome. So um, I would like to see that get more distribution. I think it sounds like they're doubling down on their beverage in 2021 in terms of their marketing efforts. So I think we'll probably see that show up more and more. Most unique flavor innovation of the year. Um, I believe this was 20. 20 and i'm gonna give it to them because you know it may it, it's ip infringement all fucking day but i think axe and sledge is when they did the whiskey cola um and mm. they, they made the play on jack daniels it sold a ton i think it was their hydraulic product um but they they sold a ton of it and uh and people raved about the flavor now i am doing this from i'm i'm nominating them or telling them that this is what i think based on feedback from the audience i've never actually tried the product so I don't know how close it tastes to Jack and Coke. Um, those were my old days, so I'd have to rewind the clock about 10 years to, to remember the flavor on those things. But, you know, for them to come out with that flavor, and uh, I don't think there's been a whiskey cola. There's been bur bourbon banana nut bread from Nutribar before, but I don't – maybe there was a whiskey cola in the past. But I, then I know that Ghost did, like, their whiskey sour with Max Tuning. Um, but the whiskey cola from Max and Sledge, I think, based on the popularity of it, and I think it was pretty successful, gets mine. Yeah, if I think back to last year's awards, I think I gave it to um, Redcon because of the Fireball flavored yeah. one. Okay, I thought it was right. unique, just like the alcohol flavored, like things that are kind of moving into there. Um, I actually am going in a different direction. It's mostly around like localization or like the use of localized flavors for like more of the global markets. And, like with my protein this year, they did like a lot of really unique flavors for the global markets. So like like a black sesame or like a green tea or like things like that for maybe Japan or they had specific ones for the European market. They had a few um, for the US market. I just like that they took chances of like making those products because though I think a lot of brands over the years have tried to make some of those localized flavors, not at the, the amount that they did um, in a year. Um, so it's more or less like an ode to like 
how many of these localized flavors they came out with over the year. They just kind of really kind of focused in on that and really tried to to pepper those in there. And I liked um, just their effort in some of those flavors. I mean, would I drink them? No, but I mean, I'm sure they're great for somebody that's in Japan or, or something like that. Right. No, that's, yeah, not for me, but it's yeah. definitely it's definitely unique. So um, pushed past adversity award. This is like their backs against the wall, everything thrown on top of them. Who made it through adversity? I mean, if you could almost give give the award to the entire industry as well. I mean, the yeah. ones that, that did well in it. Um, but I'll I'm gonna let you. I'm interested to hear your your take on this one. Yeah, I mean, I think we we probably should just give it to the whole industry as a whole because I think there was so much that could have went wrong and, and did go wrong and, and and how the industry, especially the back half of the year, really kind of pushed forward and, and was able to to figure it out. I think it was good. Um, a brand that I don't talk a lot about, I know you, I know you do, um, is Core Nutritionals. Mm-hmm. And I think that they launched 100 plus SKUs, I think. Um, I know that a lot of them weren't necessarily unique or they could have been one-off ingredients or things like that. But just that amount of volume within a year that a lot of people were staying still, I think is, is really good. You like mentioned before the, the rebrand, um, I know the, the group that owns that, they also own some supplement stores. So I think that was probably a pain in the ass in itself, probably trying to figure out all that out constantly of like, are we essential? Are we not essential? How do we do business? You know, they had to probably change gears a lot in terms of like their higher level leadership team there. So they have a bunch of different brands and, and things like that. So I think overall, they probably had more adversity than or more just challenges than a lot of other uh, brands. And they came out, you know, shiny, pretty good um, this year. And they were active. And I like being when brands are active and pushing through some of that stuff. So I want to give some some love to them. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be boring and agree with you. I mean, they, they stuck to their plan. They didn't change. I don't think they really changed dates. The only time that dates shift, and I know it's because we worked them, is because they had manufacturing delays. Otherwise, like, they stuck to their schedule. Hey, we're dropping vegan. We're dropping the new core theory. We're dropping all this stuff. I don't care what's going on in the environment. We're going to stick to it. And, you know, speaking to a, a pretty reputable retailer in the industry, you know, they said, like, when Fury dropped, that thing should have done 10x in sales in the normal world. But they still they didn't care. They just did it. And, um, you know, that some people could sit there and say, well, that's dumb. Or you can be like, no, it's not dumb because I give them credit because when shit hit the fan, they kept going. And when we came out of it and gym started reopening, people remembered that core was busy during that time. And I believe they reward them. I mean, we definitely reward them with, with the pre-workout of the year. Um, but they, you know, Doug Miller's personality, you know, I don't know Doug extremely well. I know him enough through working with him. But, like, he doesn't take no for an answer. He's one of those type of dudes. And uh, it showed this year. And, yeah, I think they definitely came out really well. I think they picked up a lot of retail distribution. They supported brick and mortar. Their direct-to-consumer website model did, did extremely well. Um, you know, and that most people, when they have that big of a plan for, for a year and it gets halted by some global pandemic are probably going to say, well, we can wait and, you know, do things back half of next year, or maybe save it for 21, but they didn't care. They just went with it. And, uh, first off, ton of respect, but you know, it would been one thing if they didn't died, but they didn't. And, uh, to Josh's point, they, they came through good guy of the year award in the supplement industry. I think you and I probably are going to pick the same person, but I mean, maybe not. Uh, I'm going to pick Mark Laser, NutriBio. Um, first responders program, you know, in which they gave out free immunity support supplementation to over 10,000 healthcare workers, law enforcement, fire department, Coast Guard, you, you name it. In terms of first responders, it started out as a localized effort in Jersey and New York. It then became a nationwide thing. You can actually go to NutriBio.com and request, and they'll ship it to you. Uh, I, be, I don't know if they were charging for shipping, but I do know, I mean, they are up near a half a million dollars in free product that they, that they gave out. Um, 
Mark, I just had a conversation with him this week at the Olympia. Uh, we awarded them the Philanthropic Brand of the Year Award through, for their efforts during this pandemic. They just uh, gave the green lighter, initiated phase two. And, and phase two of this platform means that they're going to restock everybody from phase one. So basically, they're going to go back through and, and double up their efforts and do it again. Their staff is, you know, comes in on nights and weekends and works to make this happen. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's not just Mark's idea alone, but he's ultimately the one that has the right to check and approve it. And to just, you know, I, I, you know, I don't want to say he's just like giving away money because there is goodwill. But, it, you know, to say, OK, here's a half a million dollars. Let's help people and not use that in digital ads. Let's not use that in email campaigns or events, I mean, that takes balls, and it's paid off. I think the goodwill for people who know about what they did, um, you know, my hat's off to Nutribio, to Mark Laser, that entire team there for supporting our frontline workers during this crazy 2020. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think there was a ton of um, brands, brand owners that gave a lot of product and, you know, did a lot of things, and I'm sure a lot that did it under the radar, and we don't even know about it, but um, in terms of just him utilizing some of his strengths like he had he has his own manufacturing he can do those things and not to say that he had to but he decided that it was going to be a good use of of everything and and a lot of his employees like you said had to you know work and and things that when maybe he could have you know cut on some costs and and you know kind of batting down the hatches and you know didn't know what was going on during that time when everybody didn't know what the heck was going on in the industry he was pushing forward on all that stuff. And I thought it was super impressive. I thought it was just one of those things where it just showed his colors. I think a lot of people maybe that didn't know him all that well and they could see that then really realized why you and I speak so highly of him all the time. Um, and, and I think it just kind of just shows just how good of a guy he is over and above anything that has to do with being a businessman. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I guess, you know, there's other, Good guys or good brands in the in the space that did some good stuff this year. There was like social injustice movements. There was the Australian wild, wildfire funds earlier in the year. So it's not just like Mark's not the only one. Um, a lot of brands, a lot of people stood up and stood for a cause, and um, you know that. And then there are people who um, you know acted, it, it, did kind acts in silence and, and preferred not to you know tell people about it, which is totally fine too. But um, you know, like I say, it's our job. If we know about that, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna keep it silent. I think people people should know. That brings us to the to the granddaddy of them all here. Um, Josh, do you want to do this one now or do you want to do the other three topics first and then come back to the granddaddy of them all so we end on a, on, a, on a high note? Yeah, last year I think we ended on a bad note, so maybe we should do the do some of those worst Let, topics. Let's come back for... to that. We'll, we'll come back to that as that's the main event. But worst social media fitness content trend. Uh, for me, it is going to be um, anybody who suddenly became a professional fitness trainer over the pandemic and at home fitness trainer. Cause everybody said, this is how you should use your resistance bands. This is my affiliate code for X, Y, Z. You need to get this. I mean, it just, I get people trying to help, but, and I understand people are like, Hey, I can't go to my, I, I, I can't go to my waitress job, my waiter job. I can't do this and that. So I need to make income somehow. But so much of the content that was put out was just, I mean, it, it was like Josh Shaw wrote a book on how to work out. It, it was so bad. I didn't. You don't want I had to, I had to walk away from social media, Josh. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I think we were on the same wavelength here, and, and honestly, like with that at-home fitness workout trend, and and I mentioned, you know, what Celsius did, and some of these brands that did it the right way. Then the flip side of that is, I guess, the Instagram want the attention type of vibe of like. You see some of their workouts they already put out that are like the most ridiculous like movements that you've ever seen. Like 
They could just do the most basic movement, but yet they want to try to sensationalize these like crazy movements. But think about that at, at home. So you had people doing like leg presses with their couches yeah. and you had yeah. all this kind of stuff and you're sitting there like, huh, this is cringy. This is just not for me. And I respect that, like you said, people are trying and they're doing what they can or whatever, but just like, let's leave that in this year, please. Let's like move forward and, and do something else next year. Yeah, right. Um, well, we'll see if next year is actually – uh, somewhat normal after the summer, maybe we'll get back to then we'll get back to booty pics, you know, which is what I know yeah. you, you prefer on on, so, on social. Um, next, uh, next one here then will be um, the worst pandemic product trend. I think this is. I seen advertisements, Josh. I seen products in which use the language, and I shit you not, could cure COVID, could combat COVID. What are they doing? Why? You can talk about like it can boost your immunity, your immune system, because vitamin C and things of that nature does. Yeah. But when you use the word COVID in your ad campaigns or in your social media post, you have now graduated to being a fucking idiot. And not only that, you're, you're, I think you're breaking the law. I think you're like making claims about a product which are absolutely, definitively not true. Yeah. No, that, that was a terrible trend. I think we mentioned it in a few videos of just like people trying to take advantage of everybody's scared uh, kind of state. But I'm going to go totally different. And it's actually a topic that we're going to cover in the next uh, one. And it's around like just utilizing esports as like the, this product trend. Um, brands that literally have absolutely nothing to do with esports, have never played a video game in their life, have no <laughs> aspect of but yet they're launching these things. And, and to me, I get why I get that you see the dollar signs, you see the growth and you, you spot these trends, but just being able to spot the trends doesn't mean that you should just go and do those things. There's always the on trend on brand. If you're not on brand with that on trend thing, let somebody else do it because all you're going to do is end up like just muddying up the waters of your own brand. And I saw so many brands this year that, that came out with things like this year. So like a lot of them, you know, it just didn't work out. And like we mentioned before with Ghost, they did it the right way or just a much better way than, you know, the approach of a lot of them was here's a product that's a pre-workout that's repackaged and it says esports and gamers on there. So you guys should buy it and we're going to charge an extra 10 bucks for it. Why not? Why? It's like, it's like the pink tax, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's the same thing. So, um, moving on here as we try to wrap up the show, the, the, the shaky, <laughs> the shaky award, what brand was the shakiest in 2020? Now, Josh and I have to be very, very careful on how we word the next things we're going to say because um, it needs to be based on factual information. And, um, you know, I, I, I almost want you to go first. <laughs> I'm just like, who goes first on this one? And I, I don't – I hope this doesn't come off as, like, being extremely, um, you know, negative as such. But, you know, for me, it's like, okay, can you, can you list one brand? Well, what brands went out of business? I think you could list several brands that kind of went away. I mean, there's, I guess Spar Nutrition went away almost late last year. I don't think they necessarily went away in 2020. Maybe. Um, I know like Olympus Lifestyle had their rebrand relaunch and then they kind of went away. And my latest on that is I, I think they're still around coming back, but, um, you know, th that would be mine. Like, instead of, like, directly saying, okay, well, Sparta was at a high point, and now they're nowhere to be seen. Uh, last November, they had authentic collabs with Icy. Um, they had authentic collab with – what was the other one? 
Smarties. Smarties. Um, um, yeah, something something else. Maybe a camera. Uh, Dippin' Dots, maybe. Dippin' Dots, yeah. And I don't know, like, as of January 1, 2020, were they still around? I, I don't know. But, I mean, I'm just saying, like, they should have been. They had so much going for them. They were one of the top-selling brands at Bodybuilding.com until they pulled out, went to GNC. Um, or maybe it was reverse. I don't remember which one it was first. But, like, they were at a high note. I know they had issues with stockouts. Um and uh, I don't know what the status is on that company. So for me, that would be like it's Sparta shaky because we don't know where they're at. We haven't heard from them in forever. And at one point, they were super high up on people's list. Um, and, and they made, you know, for they made fairly decent products. So that's where, um, you know, I, I, I would like do I want to see them come back? I, I mean, I don't know I, if, if they can make it a compelling story and, and give us a reason on, as to where they went. I think it could be you know helpful. But. Um, to me, that's one of the, the, the bigger fall downs of late 2019, early 2020. Yeah, that was the name that I had on there. And it has nothing to do with like, you know, any, uh, I guess like rumors or anything. Like, it's just literally like, yeah, I mean, they were, they were growing. Things were going well. They had a lot of the partnerships behind them. They had a lot of things going on in terms of buzz and then boom, it's like lights out. And I know that, you know, both of us are super curious. We've been super curious about this and, and our hope is, you know, in the next early part of next year, we'll be able to kind of get some more understanding of, of all that, because I think there's probably a, a lot of stories that you know, we, we need to know about at least, uh, would be interesting for people to know about, I guess, is, is obviously it's none of our business. And right. It's nobody's business if they don't want to say anything, but, um, you know, in the industry, there's, there are a lot of like shooting stars, but even a shooting star, the next couple of years, they just kind of like, you see them fading out where like, this is the, like a shooting star that then just like disappeared into a black hole or something. like, where did it go? Right. And I think that that's kind of where my mind is at it. And not to say that that's, you know, they did last year, I think we did uh, a brand like ultimate because of like the mm -hmm. stuff they did to their employees. And like, that was more like, okay, this is shitty. I, I think this is, we're, we're saying this more of a what the heck happened? You're like, where, where'd you go? We, we'd like to know, uh, because we were you know, interested in the, and a lot of people in the industry were interested in what they were doing. And then all of a sudden, poof, I don't know. I do remember that we posted an article at FI is like, where in the world did Spartan nutrition go? Uh, you remember the Carmen San Diego thing and that blew up. It was one of the most, most read, uh, pieces of content that we put out last year. And it was all based on, you know, factual data with, you know, they had the Jen Stegler, partnership with GNC that she was supposed to have her own line and then again like the alternate collabs and it's just I, I don't know if you want to call it one of the biggest collapses or one of the biggest uh, mysteries maybe that's the, that, that's the way to put it one of the biggest mysteries in sports nutrition especially in the last year all right so then let's go to a, a positive note um on terms of like the best all-around brand in 2020 within our our space and um you know I can start because I've already publicly we both already publicly announced um our brands and, and we agree on who it is um, and I'll let you take the field, the floor first, Josh, on, on why you picked them. Yeah, it was, it's ghost and it's been ghost every single year that I've ever put these lists together. And my list is not the same as a lot of other people's lists. Um, uh, you know, mine is not necessarily even product, um, centric. It's, it's something that is more, um, just strategic moves and, and things that happen throughout that year and, and how well, um, the company is positioned and, and some of the wins and, and how they've overcome some of the losses. And I think overall this year, like we've mentioned before, it was, it was a difficult year for yeah. sports nutrition as a whole. And I think that ghost had a lot of things working against them. You know, their biggest customer went bankrupt, I think mm -hmm. is something that they haven't really talked about publicly, but it is something that took a lot of mind share, took a lot of just 
um, emotional st stuff to kind of get through. Um, you're constantly kind of dealing with that, that changeover. You had a lot of really great product launches that were timely. You know, you could say that they maybe were lucky. Um, you know, they had a lot of things that just seemed to work out extremely well. The partnership with um, ZX Ventures, uh, the AB InBev was something that was super unique because it played into their, I guess, um, strengths and, and and definitely kind of guarded them from their weaknesses. They don't know the beverage game. They'll be the first ones to say that. And if they would have tried to launch that by themselves, they would have got crushed. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll just straight up tell you, they'll be like anybody else. That's just what happens. You you drag um, on the ground for a while until you finally get some people that know their shit and then, you know, get going. And then even with like their partnerships with like Exet um, on, the, on the gaming side, and, and we mentioned a few other things, but like just overall, I thought start to finish, it's going to go down as one of the best, uh, if not the best year of any brand that's ever put anything together with all the stuff that was going on, like just the amount of stuff they had to deal with and them still coming out and, and growing and, and doing all those things. I think it's super impressive. And I think that a lot of people, if they took the time to look past some of like the very basic things and looked at some of the stuff that even was never said or, you know, the, the nonverbal stuff, maybe in videos or whatever, you would notice that it was a tough year and, and they were able to get through it. Very yeah, Ghost definitely got ours. Um, you know, we we have a fan voting, we have a panel that we do as well, and, and um, you know they they won it. And, and you know, kudos to the other brands out there who did good things this year. We mentioned Core already. Core had a great year. Nutribio with what they did, but you know, in terms of of impact on the space, I thought to echo on what Josh said. I mean, they essentially went and into you know quote unquote three new categories. I mean, I say beverage is a category, gaming is. Not necessarily a category, but a whole new world. Um, and Nutri-Cosmetics is, uh, is a whole new world as well. You know, albeit they'll fall under sports nutrition, but those are areas in which they've had you know, no experience, no anything. Um, you know, if it wasn't for ABI, you're right. I think they would have they fucked that energy up big time or it would have been very difficult to do it. Uh, but they did that. On top of that, they released you know, Ghost Greens, which was a general health supplement. Then they had their multivitamin kind of getting back into more of the general health. They did. Um, you know, they, they sponsored... They donated money to help um, economic statuses of small businesses in their local communities, breast cancer research. They planted trees for every tub of greens. I mean, they did everything, I thought, well. Um, you know, they are a brand that builds up a lot of branding on YouTube. They never missed one of their episodes on YouTube, even through a pandemic, to the point where I think the entire office was, like, not even in the office for a while. Uh, they opened up their, their Las Vegas warehouse for distribution. So, I mean, there's a lot going on there. And then we didn't even touch on international and, and how they grew um, abroad. So, you know, I, I think to what Josh has said, like one of the best years that the brand has had I mean, ever, you know, that that's that's a fair statement. I think they had just a phenomenal year. Um, Grand, they, they are a publicly traded company. We don't have the numbers to say that yeah, they grew 20 million. We don't we can't say that definitively. Uh, but we know, um, you know, obviously I know because I have gotten so many retailers reach out to me directly saying, hey, I know you have a relationship with Ghost. How do we get them? And they are the most requested brand by any retailer, obviously because they just haven't had access to them. But they also recognize how popular the brand is with consumers and how cool it is. And on top of being cool, on top of being popular, they are a science-based company. They do have quality formulas. And, um, you know, I'd put their formulas up against a lot of brands in this space. Um, you know, they talk to talk. They walk the walk. And that's why they got um, – this beautiful thing right here, Joshua. Ooh, so happy. And, uh, you know, we're going to get a golden, golden shaky. We'll, we'll fly to Chicago and we'll drink, uh, we'll drink some, uh, margaritas. Margaritas are the golden shaker. How about that? Okay. I'm down. Okay. 
If you guys like what you heard here on the podcast, hit that subscribe button. Stay, stay up to date with all the stuff that Josh and I are putting out with on a weekly basis. We're hustling. We're, we're weekly hustling. We're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. You can check us out on social media. Two guys, one shaker cup at Jay Shaw Consulting at Fitness Informant. Parting words for the audience, Joshua. Remember, it's Christmas Eve. Be nice. Yeah. I mean, hopefully Santa Claus comes and or whoever your version of Santa Claus comes and uh, gives you all the things you wanted. Um, but if he didn't, you know, hopefully you can reflect back on this year and get a little hindsight, realize that it was a challenging year and you made it through. Uh, you know, and, and I think that that's going to be something that you're going to look back on years from now and go, this is something that's going to toughen me up for the future. Um, so hopefully get some reflective uh, state uh, around this end of year period and, and people can look at this year and say this is the best year ever, not the worst year ever. Hey, it's the best year ever for my boy. Goodbye for my boy. I mean, me. I mean, it's a pretty goddamn good year for you too, Josh. You're growing up. You're becoming a man. <laughs> podcast we're on itunes spotify podbean stitcher youtube google podcast and more follow us along on our social media channels we're on facebook two guys one cup instagram and twitter